Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here again with Mike Meredith. Mike, it's Thursday. We uh, we have a lot to talk about in terms of uh, bowl games coming up uh, this week. But uh, how are you doing this uh, this fine Thursday evening, man? Pretty good, man. It's getting closer and closer to Christmas, man. Can't believe Christmas is already like a week and a half out. Yeah, dude. I I, I just realized that I'm like. Uh, I'm like shit. Next weekend, I get to go home for for Christmas. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, we got uh, we got quite a bit to talk about today. Um, really, just previews and uh, for some bowl games coming up, and then uh, obviously NFL. Uh, right now, we got the Raiders and Chargers playing, and as of right now, it's twenty-one nothing with about thirteen minutes left in the second quarter. Uh, Raiders. In the lead, um, pretty embarrassing for the Chargers, but uh, I was gonna pick the Raiders to win this game anyways, Mike. But uh, what uh, what what were you here for? Or what were you gonna pick for this game? Yeah, I was. I wasn't even sure. I was expecting like a zero zero tie at this point, man. Both these teams suck so bad. So the Chargers out without Herbert and Staley's trash, and then the Raiders are just equally as trash. So. But, yeah, I mean, I probably would have said the Raiders, too, just because I can't pick the Chargers, man. They just they do stupid shit. Yeah, no no, uh, no Herbert, no Allen. So, uh, and, and they're on the road against a team that's just as bad as them. I, you got to go with the home team on that, especially considering that the home team at least has their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, anyways, uh, tomorrow we got a couple uh, – uh, games for us. We have uh, the Lions are hosting the Broncos. Detroit, a four and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, I believe the line opened up at three, so it's moved toward more towards the Lions here. Um, that said, uh, the uh, the injury report for the Lions looks a lot better. I believe Brian Branch is going to be back for the for the Lions on the defense, which is going to help a ton. Uh, that said, the Broncos have been red hot lately. Um, very, very good offensively. Defensively, they've really stepped up. Uh, but I think I'm going to pull go with the Lions here. I don't know if they're going to cover that four and a half. Though. This is going to be a very, very close game, I think. Uh, but the Lions, they can win this game. They just have to stop turning the ball over, and that starts with Jared Goff. And then Ben Johnson has to you know, not be an idiot in the, uh, in the red zone. And they could win this game very easily if those two things happen. Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, it's tough because the Detroit team we've gotten the last like month has been just complete awful. But um, like you said, some people coming back. I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson too has been cleared to come back from what I was hearing. Um, so if he can come back as well, that's going to be, you know, a name that we can use and get Jerry Jacobs the fuck off the team right now. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, like he's just getting picked apart all the time, and his defense just needs to be better, man. Like even up front, man. I know Hutch is getting doubled or held a lot of the time, but um, I'm hoping he has a huge game, can get to Russell Wilson, and we can pull off this one, man, because we need some momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah, look. The Lions, if if they just win two out of the next four, they yep. win the division, yep. and and they're good. But they have to beat Minnesota in one of these, you know, yeah, next they four. At least split. 
Yeah, they have to at least split with Minnesota and then win against, you know, either Dallas, which I don't think that's going to happen, especially now uh, with the way Dallas has been playing, or uh, who's the other team that played? Or, well, I guess, yeah, Denver. Yeah, Denver. So, yeah, it, it's it, – with Brian Branch being back, I believe he is back this week too. Um, you know, that can make a huge difference for the Lions – uh, defensively, but they gotta contain Russell Wilson. Aaron Glenn has not been able to produce anything uh, to stop mobile quarterbacks, and uh, well, Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback, so yeah. The Bengals on Saturday are also playing. They're hosting the Vikings. They're a three-point favorite in this game. Um, look, I, I thought with J- no Joe Burrow last week that they were just gonna get demolished, but um. It was it was quite the opposite. They they ended up getting a nice big win over the Colts. Um, you know, Browning stepped in and had a really good game. Mixon had a really good game as well for them. I, I think I think they can win here. I, I really do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Cincinnati here. They probably cover that three points, but um, yeah, man, I, I just think. The Vikings don't have any quarterback play now. No Justin Jefferson either. I mean, things are just falling apart for them now. Um, and and the Bengals, they look like they might be all right. Yeah, and I mean, look at the Vikings. They're benching Josh Dobbs now for Nick Mullins. I'm taking Jake Bryan over Nick Mullins. And, you know, Cincinnati's got still Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. They still got talent. Um I think they uh, they're gonna win this one too. Yeah, it, it's it, Browning has actually surprised me a lot. He's been really good uh, since Joe Burrow went down. Uh, the Colts we hosting the Steelers. Uh, Indianapolis a one and a half point favorite here. Uh, both these teams come into this game seven and six. They've both kind of just been disappointing the last couple weeks. After some strong starts to the season, especially for the Colts, uh, didn't expect them to have seven wins at all. I think their over/under was at like five and a half. Um, but it's the Colts at home. They've been very good at home this year. Uh, the Steelers on the road this year, not so great. So I have to go with Indy here. Um, I, I do think the Steelers could win this game, but I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, the Colts' defense is actually really good still. Uh, it's just the offense at times, it's just like, you know, it's really bad or it's really good. Last week it was really bad. Um, and the defense let them down, but I I feel like this could be a nice bounce back week for the Colts, but you know, it is the Steelers. So, you know, they always find a way to win games somehow. So, you know, like I said, it is very possible they could win this game still. Yeah, this is tough because I think Indies right now is the better team just because the Steelers really suck and uh, I think Pickett might still be out um, I'm not too sure but if not I mean he's still not that great and their roster is just very old very old or very inexperienced so I think I'm going to go with Indy here as well but I wouldn't be shocked like you said if the Steelers won this game I think Jonathan Taylor um, and that Colts uh, offense can get something going even um, against the Steelers defense that's been okay this year. Definitely been stronger than their offense. So um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, but the Colts just muster enough to get the W. 
Sunday, the Dolphins host the Jets. Miami, a nine and a half point favorite in this game. Um, look, last week the Jets' offense went off. Um, obviously, you had, uh, you know, overtime. Megan was there, so you know Zach Wilson <laughs> went off. So um, that said, <laughs> that said, the Dolphins' uh, offense one of the best. Tyreek and Tua, one of the best combinations in the league. Uh, this Jets defense is really good, but, uh, you know, the Dolphins got upset last week. I know they're looking to, to bounce back after a very surprising win uh, or loss to Tennessee last week. Um, I think Miami wins this game. I think they cover that 9.5. I mean, the Jets' offense is horrible. They just got one lucky game last week, and uh, I think they'll be right back on form of being dog shit uh, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I can't put my money on the Jets being good two weeks in a row. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with um, uh, Miami as well. I think that Miami got a wake-up call, especially from just blowing that lead, that they're going to uh, come out and not let up on the Jets. The Titans host the Texans. Uh, the Titans a three point favorite in this game. It's very surprising that they that they are favorite in this game. Um, I got to roll with the Texans here, man. I know they're on the road, hostile environment, division rival. Uh, just Tennessee's just so bad. They, I know they got a nice win against uh, Miami last week. Very s- surprising win. Uh, and the Texans last week did not look all too good. But the Texans are fighting to win this division. Um, they're really hoping for a Jacksonville loss this week, and they're trying to get a win here because they can easily get themselves into this, you know, division win and into the playoffs. I think CJ Stroud will have a nice bounce back week as well. The defenses will have a nice, um, you know, recovery. I, I just think everything points towards the Texans here. Um, unless they play like they did last week, I don't see a way they lose this game. Yeah, I really like the Texans in this game, too. I think that they have uh, proven themselves that they can win these games. And even though you know they have lost some recently, I still think that they have uh, definitely overachieved, and um, I'm taking them for this game. The Packers host the Bucks. Uh Packers a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, look, the Bucks are fighting for a division lead uh you know the Packers are still trying to somehow keep themselves alive but they lost to the Giants last week in an embarrassing fashion um and 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 look this is gonna be a very close game I don't know if either team will get more than three and a half points ahead by the end um the Bucks suck the Packers suck I I really don't know where I want to lean with this game I'm leaning more towards Green Bay. I know their 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 offense has been a little bit better overall this year. The defenses are very similar um, in terms of performance. So this is going to be a very very close game. I think I got to pick the Packers here. I really hope not, but you know, my wish has never come true. Yeah, I think I'm going to roll with the Packers here too. The uh, the Saints host the Giants. Uh, New Orleans, age six point favorite in this game. Understandably so, because the the Giants is a, is a clown car uh, team. Um, that said, the Saints they're also fighting for that division in the NFC South. Um, you know, they're three way tie with Atlanta and uh, 
and Tampa Bay, and and then well, there's Carolina. Um, but uh, you know the uh, the Giants they suck, but they pulled off a nice victory over the Packers last weekend, um, improving themselves to to five and eight. But I I just think the Saints at home they're really good. I I think it's very possible that we could see the Saints win here. I don't know about this six point cover though. But I, I think the Saints for sure win this game at least. They they have a better offense for sure, and the defense is not good. But I, I think they can definitely contain uh, Danny DeVito. I mean Tommy DeVito. Yeah, I can't believe the Giants have been doing as good, well as they have. They they've actually been doing better since Daniel Jones has gotten uh, hurt, and while their team still sucks. The Saints suck as well. I think that they are frauds as well, but I gotta go with the Saints here. They're just even even though they're I wouldn't say more reliable because they're really not. They lose uh, a lot too, and they don't seem to be consistent week to week. But they have a better chance of performing well, so I gotta roll with uh, the Saints for that reason. Yeah, both both these teams very fraudulent. Uh, the Panthers host the Falcons. Atlanta a three point favorite in this game. Uh, plain and simple, Atlanta's quarterback can at least see the field, um, you know, and not very well. Not, well he can see, but he, he uh, he's just garbage. Yeah, he, he 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 knows how to throw the ball right to the defense, but this Carolina defense is dog shit, anyways. Um, and 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 you know, Shitter can run at least, and he has some weapons. You know, Bryce Young has no weapons over there in Carolina. And he can't see anything, and he's you know because he's the Keebler elf. So I just I just I, I don't see any way uh, Atlanta loses this game. They have a really good defense on top of that. Um, so I mean I, like like the Falcons' defense is Super Bowl caliber winning. Like they are that good. Just the offense has been so bad, but this this Panthers' defense is really bad. So you, I gotta roll with Atlanta here. Yeah, I can't pick. I can't in good mind pick the Panthers with how bad they've been. But I really don't like Atlanta that much either. I, but I'm gonna go with Bijan just going crazy, hundred yard game. I don't think Desmond Shitter's gonna do much of anything. I don't know, man. Bijan has not been looking all too great uh, so far. I, I mean, Gibbs has been the better running back by far this year for rookie running backs. Uh, the Browns host the Bears. Cleveland, a three-point favorite in this game. Um, look, the Bears had a nice win last week against the Lions, who played like utter shit. That said, Joe Flacco, uh, man, <laughs> out of nowhere, he's come off the bench, and he's been really good the past two weeks now. And, yeah, I, I, I got to roll with the Browns here. They have a much better defense. The offense has really been surprising because of Joe Flacco um and the Bears still suck I know they got lucky last week with a with a very nice win over the Lions but I don't think they're gonna have that kind of performance again yeah I don't see them having that kind of performance again either and the Browns have been doing pretty well for themselves with the situation that they're in so I trust them that they can uh handle this Bears team that um you know Last week they were over there cheering like you just made your draft pick worse, man. Like no one cares. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it doesn't matter because they still have the first overall pick because yeah. you know Carolina 
is so bad, and they have Carolina's pick, so it doesn't really matter for them in terms of that. But uh, anyways, the Patriots are hosting the Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City, a 7.5-point favorite here. Interesting that they're only 7.5 points. I figured Kansas City would be a lot bigger of a favorite here, but uh, I, I, I got to roll with the Chiefs, even though they have not been performing very well at all this year, especially offensively. Defensively, they've been pretty solid, but the offense has been cost, or the offense at times has been costing them games. Obviously, Kadarius Tony, you know, lining up a mile off sides doesn't help. But um, yeah, uh, got got to go with the Chiefs here. The Patriots are just so bad. I don't even know who their starting quarterback is anymore because they keep switching between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. It doesn't matter. The Chiefs' defense is really good. And the Patriots' offense is one of the worst in the league. So you, you got to go with the Chiefs. Seven and a half, they probably cover that, but only because maybe the defense probably scores them some points. Yeah, it's like this bad Kansas City offense versus the good Patriots defense. Like, what are you uh, – like, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to score on defense and, you know, pick Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi apart? Like – I do think the Chiefs will probably cover, but it's going to be uh, – I think it might be an ugly game, man. I think the Chiefs might have to uh, work for this one when they really shouldn't because this should be an easy win for them. But I just – the Chiefs have been so up and down this year, man. Yeah, I think the Chiefs can bounce back after that brutal loss. But, uh, yeah, no, I, there's no way the Patriots win this game. Uh, the Cardinals host the 49ers. San Francisco, a 12-point favorite in this game. And they're a 12-point favorite for a reason. Their defense is elite. The offense, they can cook. The Arizona defense is so god-awful. You got to go with the Niners here. Brock Purdy's just going to have a field day. Um, and, you know, he I know he's the MVP favorite right now, but fuck's sake, man, please no. <laughs> Yeah, 49ers, this is the easy pick. I mean, this is another just gimme. Um, not much else to say. The Rams host the Commanders. Rams are a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The Rams are fighting for a wild-card spot still. They, they, they have an outside chance at it. They're in the graphic, which that's where, you know, they expect it to be at least. Uh, the Commanders... They sold everything at the deadline, and, I mean, they I don't think they've won a game since the trade deadline. So, I got to go with the Rams here. Stafford is going to pick apart this defense because this defense is really bad, especially the secondary. And, you know, Nakua and Cup are just very, very dynamic for this Rams offense. I just, I just think there's no way the Rams can lose this game just because the offense is going to be able to help them a lot. And the Commanders don't have a, have an offense either, so the Rams' defense, as bad as it's been, won't really have an issue anyways because the Commanders can't score anything. Yeah, I mean, Rams looked pretty good last week. Even though they lost, they battled with the Ravens, and this Commanders team, just defense all around. They gave up Montez Sweats. They have, like, no pass rush. They Secondary is garbage. Sam Howe. I'm not too big on Sam Howe. I know he's had some uh, good moments at points, but I'm not too crazy about him. I think this is an easy win for the Rams. Yeah, it should be an an easy win here. Uh, The Bills host the Cowboys. Uh, Bills actually a two-point favorite in this game. 
I, I got to roll with the Cowboys. Um, the defense has been really, really good all year. The offense started off kind of shaky with Dak throwing a lot of picks, but I don't think he's thrown a pick in the last, I think it was like five or six weeks now. So he, the, the offense is super efficient. CeeDee Lamb has turned into an elite-level uh, wide receiver. I got to go with the Cowboys here. I, I As much as I hate the Cowboys – I just I just don't see how Buffalo can win this game. I mean, uh, unless they play a completely perfect game, I don't see a way the Bills win. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the Bills here. Um, you know, Dallas has been on fire, so they definitely have the advantage. I think Buffalo isn't going to get blown out. You know, they always seem to keep games pretty close, but – Never win them. I mean, Dallas is the same way as well. But Dallas, uh, they've just been one of the hottest teams so far. I think that they're going to win this. Yeah, I, I think just they're so hot right now, and the Bills are so inconsistent. I, I can't pick the Bills. I'd love to just because fuck the Cowboys, but no. Um, Sunday night football, the Jags host the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens are a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, look, Jacksonville, they, they escaped, you know, having to not have to you worry about, uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, being injured. Um, but the Ravens defense is so good. The offense has been very efficient. Now they're on the road, so they don't play nearly as good as they do when they're on the road or when they're at home, when they're on the road. But I, I gotta go with the Ravens here. I think Jacksonville, I mean, they're going to try and keep themselves alive in this game because they have to win to stay ahead of Houston here. I, I just don't think that they're going to be able to. I think the Ravens win. I don't know if they're going to cover that three and a half just because, you know, Jacksonville, they're going to be super aggressive to try and win this game. But uh, I think the Ravens end up winning this game anyways. Yeah, I think the Ravens win too, which – you know, it sucks for Jacksonville that they have such a hard uh, opponent this week, but they've had their chances, but just Trevor Lawrence uh, being hurt and just them really getting hit hard uh, recently with some, just some bad luck in games. Uh, probably lose this one as well. Yeah, and then Monday night, the Seahawks host the Eagles. Philly, just a three-point favorite in this game. And it's pretty obvious why the last couple weeks have not looked good for Philly. Uh, They've been through a gauntlet. Uh, The Seahawks, they're fighting for a playoff spot as well. Um, But I I, I think Philly can win this game. I think they're going to look to bounce back. I know they still have a pretty tough schedule the rest of the year, but I just think think Philly is a much better team overall than the Seahawks. Seahawks don't have Geno Smith, and that does not help their offense at all. So I, I got to roll with the Eagles here. Um, I, I think they're going to be looking to bounce back, but I think this is going to be a pretty close game at the end. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Eagles as well. Seahawks, they've looked better than I thought the last few weeks, but still um, Philly's got to get wins on the board, especially if they want to take back that division. So... I'm wrong with them. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be, you know, I-, I think Philly can win this game, but uh, I think it is going to be close. I feel like Seattle, you know, while they're fighting for a playoff spot, they can 
you know, they can still get in even if they lose this week, but I think they're going to be really, really trying to push to win. So that does it for your NFL uh, Week 15. Uh, we're going to head over to college now. we got bowl games starting this weekend, starting Saturday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, Ohio versus Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, Georgia Southern, 6-6, six and six, Ohio, 9-3. and three. Uh, both these teams kind of match up pretty equally in terms of production, but uh, Georgia Southern had a much tougher schedule this year, um, considering you know they play a lot you know better schools than Ohio did. Uh, I, I think Georgia Southern wins this game uh, offensively. I think they match up a little bit better than Ohio does, and so yeah, I got to roll Georgia Southern here. They're they're a lot more tested than Ohio. Yeah, I'll go with Georgia Southern. I'm going to be honest, I don't really know too much on either of these teams this year. Definitely seems like a weaker bowl game. Um, but uh, we can't pick Ohio. I mean, that's against uh, the rules here, man. So, got to go with Georgia Southern. Florida A&M will host Howard in the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Wherever the fuck that is. See, this is the problem with bull games for a minute. It's yeah. just like a lot of these bull games now, like they're they're meaningless because like most schools make them now because you just have to have because there's so many of these games. It's ridiculous. But uh, Florida, yeah, the main, yeah. yeah, like the main bulls don't really have mean anything now because you know nobody plays anymore. No, no, nobody with talent plays. I guess it's all like second and third string players. Unless you're you know a group of five school, then you then you actually play as a starter but outside of that man it's um these, these games suck but anyways uh florida a&m's coming into this game 11 and 1 howard's coming in six and five uh six and five they only played 11 games okay anyways uh florida a&m uh just looking at the some analytics uh just th- they have a better offense than howard uh, Howard's defense struggled this year, so I got to go with Florida A&M. Yeah, I'm going to go Florida A&M as well. Um, definitely a more well-known team. I mean, Howard, like, no, I'm not picking Howard. Howard, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> uh, the R plus L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, uh, Louisiana, uh, the Raging Cajuns are hosting Jacksonville State. Uh, Jacksonville State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, I'm going to roll with my Rage and Cajuns here. They are a lot more battle-tested, I think, than Jacksonville State was this year. Um, I know the record probably doesn't show it, but, you know, Louisiana's a 6-16, six and six team, Jacksonville State 8-4. I, I just don't think Jacksonville State really played that tough of a schedule, so I, I got to roll with Louisiana here. Yeah, I'll roll with Louisiana too. I mean, again, I didn't really follow any of these mediocre teams that barely made bowls. Um, but, you know, I'm going to roll with uh, just off my gut and, um, you know, the bowl being in Louisiana, it sounds like, uh, go with them. I mean, it's 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 a whole it's a home game for them really. Uh, yeah. App App State is hosting the uh, the MAC champions Miami of Ohio. App State a six and a half point favorite in the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Um, 
Look, App State went and they played in their conference championship and lost. Obviously, Miami of Ohio got a huge upset win over Toledo to win the MAC. I got to go with Miami here, man. I, th- I think their offense is really, really explosive. I've watched that MAC title game, and they just look really, really good. A lot of big plays. Um, they have a really, really good receiver. I can't think of the guy's name right now, but I mean that that man will literally catch everything thrown his way. Uh, so I got to roll with Miami here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami too. Even though it's the MAC, they definitely looked uh, impressive in App State. Uh, I believe they lost their conference championship game, and uh, Miami just looking like the better team. Yeah, App State lost to Troy in pretty uh, embarrassing fashion uh, in the Sun Belt Championship, forty-nine to twenty-three. I'm surprised that they're favored by this much in this game. Uh, the Isleta New Mexico Bowl. Uh, we have Fresno State facing off with New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State, a three and a half point favorite in this game. It's a home game for them. Um, New Mexico State, uh, you know, playing a very close game with uh, Liberty in the in the conference in their conference championship game, but just fell short. Um, I, I, I'm going to roll with, with New Mexico State. I know Fresno State was ranked at some point in the season, but they kind of started to fall off, uh, especially once they started to play real teams. And New Mexico State has looked really good this year. Out of nowhere, they, they really have started to look really good. So, And it's a home game for them, pretty much. Uh, they'll be wearing the uh, the visitor's jersey, but uh, it, I believe it's in their stadium. So uh, I, it, it's a you know, an effective home game for New Mexico State. So I got to roll with the favorites in this game. Yeah, I mean, game's basically in their home field and um, favorited in this game. I got to roll with New Mexico State. (laughs) The the Starco Brands LA Bowl. Uh, Boise State and UCLA will face off. UCLA a four-point favorite in this game. Uh, A home game for UCLA. Um, I forget what stadium. I know it's not in the Rose Bowl, obviously, uh, their home stadium, but it is in L. But this game is in L.A., so uh, it is an effective home game for UCLA as well. Boise State was really good this year. Uh, they kind of disappointed me. Uh, I thought they were going to be in for sure. Uh, to uh, no, no, they did win the Mountain West. Never mind. I thought they lost to UNLV. No, they 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 did beat UNLV. So yeah, they yeah they played good in that game. Yeah, never mind. Uh, UCLA disappointed me this year. They looked really good to start the year and then just fell way the fuck off. Uh, Dante Moore's left the portal. I think Boise State can pull off the upset here, even though for UCLA it is a you know they they have a better chance because they're just a power five school. But I just think there's I just think Boise State has a lot more starters playing in this game, so I got to roll with them. Yeah, this is tough because I think that, you know, Boise State's been playing good. UCLA looked really strong at the start of the year. They were, you know, almost top 10, definitely in the top 20 at one point. Um, But I think I'm going to go with Boise State, man, in this one. Uh, Texas Tech will face off with Cal uh, in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Texas Tech, a three-point favorite in this game. 
Both these teams coming in this game 6-6. Six and six. A lot of starters sitting out in this game for both teams. Uh, usually when that happens, you got to pick the favorite because you, you, know, you don't really know what you're going to get uh, in these bowl games, especially with all these starters sitting out. Uh, I think Texas Tech has a better overall roster still, even with the starters that are playing. Uh, so I got to roll Texas Tech here. Yeah, I'm going to roll Texas Tech. It's tough, though, because both these teams aren't really at full strength. So um, I just think for that reason, uh, Texas Tech, you know, more hardened team won this game. Monday, we will have one game. It is Old Dominion and Western Kentucky facing off in the famous Toastery Bowl. Uh, Old Dominion is actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Uh, Western Kentucky, I know they have quite a few guys not playing in this game. I don't know about Old Dominion. I haven't seen anything about you know starters not playing or not. Uh, so maybe that's why they're favorited, because otherwise I would think Western Kentucky is a better program in general than uh, than Old Dominion, so I would think you know they would be favorited in this game. So I I might have to roll with Old Dominion just because I see that, uh, just because I know for sure you know how many starters aren't going to be playing for Western Kentucky. I wouldn't be surprised though to see Western Kentucky win here, but I think maybe Old Dominion could pull this off just because they probably have more experienced players playing in this game than uh, Western Kentucky will. I'm gonna go with Western Kentucky. I just feel like their school is more equipped to handle a game than Old Dominion, but Old Dominion, like you said, probably has more experienced players, but um, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and then uh, Tuesday we will have Marshall and UTSA facing off in the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Um, bro, what are these names? The it, bowl, bro? All, all these sponsors are ridiculous. It's, it's but, crazy. I was it, talking with that someone today yeah names are yeah but the the thing is with with all these you know bowl games is like the sponsors are usually something to do with the area that the game is in so i guess scooters coffee is a brand from around wherever the frisco bulls played at but anyways uh utsa is a 13 point favorite over marshall in this game uh usually in bowl games if you see that big of a favorite you go with the favorite um Marshall Stroke, they barely got to 6-6 six and six this year. UTSA had a tough schedule this year. They're not, you know, an elite program by by any means. I mean, they're 8-4, and four, but uh, I got to roll with them here. They have a really good offense. I, I like a lot of what I see from that UTSA offense, so I got to roll with them here. Yeah, I'm going to roll with them too. With that big of a favorite, they got to be. So that's going to wrap up the bull games for now we're gonna uh tuesday's episode we're gonna preview some more and we're also gonna review everything uh that we talked about except for the utsa marshall game because that game will be being played while we're recording the episode um but everything else that's coming up we have a game next thursday so we'll definitely for sure have to talk about that on tuesday's episode along with a whole bunch of other bull games still. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to, you know, the real games that actually matter. But, um, you know, I mean, there's only two bull games that actually matter. But, uh, yeah, a yeah, lot, lot, of, lot of football still to be played this year. Uh, I like bull season. I just think these, um, you know, these, a lot of these bull games are ridiculous because, you know, they're a bunch of shit teams facing off with each other. 
Yeah. So that's gonna do it for that. So, uh, Mike, we uh, we have some stuff we want to talk about now in the NBA. So uh, let's let's get right into it. Yeah. So as many of y'all have probably heard, Draymond Green's back at it again with his antics, and um, you know it's ridiculous what he's doing, man. I mean that was all over uh, ESPN and the talk shows. So if you guys haven't already, check out the video. Um, of course, he won't show it on here, but in the Warrior Suns game, Draymond, uh, you know, gets a little bit tangled up with Yusuf Nurkic, and Nurkic really isn't doing much. I mean, they kind of lock arms a little bit at first, and then Draymond just flat out flails his arm and basically karate chops the guy in the face, uh, blindsides him. You know, he's not even expecting it. And he claims it was an accident, that it, he didn't mean to do that. But, I mean, it's pretty clear that he uh, he swung his arm like that uh, and was trying to hit some part of him. And, yeah, it just did not look good. So, Draymond was already suspended five games this year already for uh, putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock when there was another uh, altercation um, earlier. And I've seen uh, lots of different predic- predictions here. So people are predicting that, you know, he's suspended indefinitely right now. So meaning that, you know, it's pending. They're still trying to decide how many games. But I've seen people as low as uh, five. And some as I saw some saying that he could be suspended the rest of the season. I don't think either of those are going to happen. I think it's going to be between 10 to 15 games. Um, 10 on the lighter side, 15 on the heavier side for Draymond. He's been a really big repeat offender of uh, just incidents and antics like this, like kicking people in the nuts, stomping on people, putting them in headlocks, punching teammates, now laying his arms and hitting people. It's like they're definitely not going to promote this in basketball right now. And, I just find it funny, man. Uh, all all these people just keep saying, you know, he needs help, and a lot of people predicting that they they might even have him take a, like an anger management class or some sort of like corrections class to, you know, deal with whatever's going on. Because, like I said, this is not a first time thing. He's done this a lot. Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, so I saw the video. I mean, it is very, very clearly intentional what he did. Um, that said, I mean, get get him for as many games as you possibly can for that. I mean, that is – I mean, y- you want to keep stuff like that out of the sport. Um, I, I say that as a hockey fan and fighting's just a part of hockey, but it, it's different in basketball, especially when you just blindside someone, though, too, like that. I mean um, – and, you know, he's a repeat offender of doing stuff like this. So, I mean, just lay on, you know, 15 games for him or something. I mean, it was really, really bad. Um, but that's all I really got on it. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you real quick because I know Tom Wilson is a, a pretty big offender in hockey. What was, like, the most he ever got for doing something like this? So, I don't think he's ever suckered anyone, but I think the longest suspension he got was 20 games for mm-hmm. a, a check to the head and it got reduced to like I think it was 17 or 18 and that was a few years ago 
Um, I think he's had longer suspensions. I can't remember for what exactly. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen instances in the NHL where, where guys will sucker punch someone and, and, you know, they don't even get suspended for it. And then, you know, there's other instances where, you know, guys have sucker punched someone and they got, like, 30 games for it. I mean, it, and then they'll, they'll, usually those huge suspensions get, get uh, shortened down quite a bit. Um, so I don't think we've ever actually seen anyone serve a full 30 game suspension like that, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, but, uh, what Draymond did here, man, just, just absolutely egregious. Yeah. He just, I don't know, man. I, I look at this stuff and it's like, he doesn't even try and make it subtle. Like he's kind of, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Sue, like, or Sue would just do shit and like. You know, he he tries to make it subtle, but also at the same time, it's, like, pretty obvious what he's doing. So, it's, like, it's ridiculous, man. He's the only player, like, I mean, there's players, obviously, that are annoying, like Patrick Beverly and others that, like, chirp and trash talk, and they're just annoying. But never anything like just swinging on players at random or, you know, punching people for no reason. Um so, yeah, he's got to get it figured out, man, because if not, I mean, like I said, 15 games without suspe- – definitely going to be suspended without pay. Um, so it's going to uh, just keep getting worse and worse for him if he doesn't keep uh, fixing this – if he doesn't fix this problem. Yeah, maybe maybe some anger management uh, classes <laughs> would do him some good. You know who else would would, would do well for some anger management is uh, Jawan Howard. Uh, Michigan honestly. basketball head coach, man. I mean, he's he's about to get fired, I think, honestly. Yeah, he had that whole incident with the coach. Yeah. Uh, he just, he's another one. He's a hothead, man. And he's under investigation right now for some stuff, too, I saw. I don't know all the details on it, but, uh, yeah, things aren't looking good for him. But I know he's gotten in a lot of trouble just yelling at players. And I mean, I, I, I saw something. He, he like, uh, threatened to kill someone. I think it was a player. Um, so it's yeah, like, it's like, chill man. out, bro. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that serious. It, it ain't that deep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, turning things away from the, uh, uh, NH- or from the NBA to the NHL real quick. Um, uh, today Forbes, uh, they, they released their annual article on the, uh, the value of, uh, NHL teams this year. And, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs is back on top of being the most valuable franchise uh, in the league, at uh, t- at a value at valued at 2.8 billion dollars. Uh, last year it was the Rangers um, that had a very high that had the highest value um, at 2.2 billion, and the Rangers in- improved their value this year. At, they're up to you know 2.65 billion now, um, and then uh, the Montreal is the third most valuable. Uh, we we have four teams that are worth over two billion dollars now, um, and twenty one of the thirty two teams are worth at least a billion dollars. Uh, Arizona's the least valuable at five hundred million. Part of that has to do with the fact that they don't have an arena though, so their value will actually go up a lot once they actually have an actual arena and aren't playing in a college arena. Uh, that said though. Uh, lots of positive news in just terms of money for the NHL. Um, last year, uh, local sponsorship between all 32 teams was worth around $1.08 billion. 
Uh, it's up to $1.14 billion this year, so a lot more revenue coming into the teams. And then nationally, sponsorships are up uh, another $12 million. Um, that went went from uh, $323 million last year to $335. Uh, so the NHL, um, it, it's no surprise that next year the salary cap is going up again. Uh, it went up this year, and it's going to go up next year. And the way the projections are looking right now for the NHL, it looks like we could have you know almost $100 million for a salary cap in the, in the near future just because they're finding different ways to make revenue now, um, and they're starting to promote the league better. Which is very good. You you want to see that? You're gonna start seeing a lot, you know, higher paid contracts because I know the NHL, you know, the highest paid players in the NHL make less than you know most bench warmers in the NBA, right? Um, mm-hmm. so so you, we're gonna start seeing you know bigger deals for you know the top players now, uh, and it's good it's good for the sport to see all this growth. Uh, what what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, it would be nice. Um, I mean, look at baseball, man. Otani's getting paid more in one year than some of these top guys in the NHL are making for their entire salary. Like even like the the best of the best guys, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Connor McDavid, I think is, I think he might be the highest paid player right now. Let me check that actually. Who who is the highest played paid player right now? Oh, it's uh, Nathan McKinnon right now uh he's uh, you know um 17.5 million this year which is insane because uh, a few years ago you know the highest paid player what i think was making 11 million which i mean this is still low compared to what the nba has yeah that's like a bench player's like salary right just it, it's still low but it, it is but the the salary cap is still growing every year now for I think the last couple of years and it's gonna grow even more next year and the projections have it going up near a hundred million over the next three or four years so uh, obviously this is very good for the sport in general um, so yeah that's gonna do it though for this episode pretty short one we're only about forty seven minutes in but. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to have to wrap it up. Mike, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no, man. I think it was a good episode. Definitely one on the shorter side, but glad we were able to get through uh, all the NFL, college football, and even touched a little bit in the NBA and NHL. Yeah, very good episode. Uh, like I said, uh, next Tuesday we're going to review, you know, obviously all the NFL games and then everything that we covered uh, in terms of bowl games. And we're going to have to preview a few more uh, bowl games as well on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. So uh, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. Let us know, you know, hey, we want to see more whatever content. Uh, And, uh, yeah, Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.